This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, September 11, 2019. And of course, this date is, as you know, a pretty has pretty tragic history. Uh, we all know it. September 11, 2001, when the terror attacks hijacked uh, some uh, jetliners, hit the World Trade Center. I used to come out of the World Trade Center every day for years. Um, and it hit the, both World Trade Centers and they collapsed. Uh, and of course, the Pentagon crash and another plane in the field out somewhere in Pennsylvania. 3,000 people were killed on 9 11. 3,000. So today, 18 years later, we remember those people. And early in my career, I lived there, as you said. And, you know, I, I'm i going to New York. You know, everybody knows on this radio show, I will be going to visit New York, and I will be going back to the World Trade Center. I went back to the World Trade Center a year after that happened um, because it had some significance for me. So now I'm going to go back. I haven't been back since then. So I'm pretty excited about visiting it just to see the memorial there um anyways uh, it's something that i think we all need to remember we all need to remember that day we've been watching the news let's try to move on it's a little hard for me here i don't like talking about it and thinking about it but needs to be done uh, you know, we've all watched the news and we know that the market's reacting and, you know, up and down sideways is actually doing quite well recently, I think. Had a good day today. Um, then, of course, there's a lot of variables at work here. And, you know, I, I think the market is coming to knowing that the thinking or accepting that the Fed's going to lower interest rates in the next couple of weeks. It likes that there's going to have a Chinese uh, Trump meeting in a, what, few weeks about trade. So I I think it's feeling upbeat about those things. Now, whether or not it should, that's a whole other issue, but it does. So we'll we'll see about that. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you will call me as well, because this is your show. You drive it wherever you want to go. As long as it's a financial question or a discussion about anything financial, I'll do it. We'll, We'll move in that direction, whatever direction you want. Remember, our goal here is always the same, is to have us all achieve financial freedom. And that means we want to make better investor decisions and better decisions with our money, uh, better philosophical decisions about growing our savings and investments. You know, how do we do that? You know, we call it independent thinking and shared success. So we think independently, but we want to share all our successes. And today, we're going to do that. We're going to do my best to help you get there to that financial freedom goal, whatever that means to you, because it means something different to everybody. So right now, our Anytime Listener Line number is open, and we're live at 888-99-CHART, and we're live every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time in the West Coast of California. So you can call anytime you want then or after the show, before the show, and just leave your question. Quickly, I want to remind you that my upcoming portfolio review trip to New York City in eight days is fully booked. Uh, but I have added new dates. 
Uh, remember, this is a no-cost portfolio consultation. We'll talk about anything financial and see how you are in your goal of financial freedom, where you are along that line, and maybe I can help you with it. And if KPP Financial happens, you know, can help you manage your money, that's what we do. But there's not, there's no hard sell here. I don't do that. It's not in me. I hate that when someone does it to me, so I don't do it to anybody. Now, I'll be on, in, um, on October 10th, I'll be in San Jose again, California. And I usually go up there like once a month or so. I will be back to New York on, on November 7th. November 7th. And these are personalized evaluations, you know, you specifically and for you and after we talk a little bit and I find out a little bit about your situation. And I, I do think they are very worthwhile. They're free. There's no obligation of any kind. To register, you go to investtalk.com. Send me an email. Say, give me a call. Do whatever you want. But you got to get in touch with me so you can reserve, reserve a time. Okay. My main talking point today concerns a story. A sudden value stock transformation, transformation could unnerve investors. In some cases, value stocks, those with low multiples and stable fundamentals, have significantly outperformed their growth counterparts. That's this week. Not just a little bit. I'm going to give you some numbers. Significantly value-trumping growth right now. This is interesting. I think it's interesting. Anyways, I want to share it with you. Now, how did the market do today? Well, it was up nicely. The Dow was up 227 points, and NASDAQ up 86, and the S&P 500 up 22. So that was pretty good. I also want to talk about the labor participation rate. You know, we, we're going to talk about, you know, we, we had that a number, uh, the new jobs report last, was a Friday, 130,000 new jobs for August, which was not, you know, it was kind of underwhelming in the number. The unemployment rate stayed the same, but there's other reports that come out that not too many people pay attention to that I want to go over. And um, making your retirement savings last. You know that 4% rule? Well, there's been a recent study that says maybe that it maybe shouldn't go by that rule. Maybe there's a different way to look at it. And I would do, we're going to discuss inflation or the lack thereof if we can get a chance to do that. And that's what we're going to discuss. But, of course, you come first. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk to Bob. He wants to talk about something. How you doing, Bob? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I was wondering, um, what do you think about MNK? It's gone up quite a bit, but it's also been down quite a bit. Okay. Okay, MNK is um, okay. Millinock Rock. Is that how do you spell? Do you know how to say that? <laughs> Melon- I have no idea. That's right. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, M A L L I N C K R O D T. Man, I don't know how to say that. Uh, it's a United Kingdom-based developer of branded pharmaceuticals to treat wide variety of health conditions. It's a very small company. Two dollars, uh, two, uh, two hundred eighty-two million market cap means it's very, very small, uh, and surprisingly small because it, you know, it should. Wait a minute, is that right? No, that's that can't be right. Someone's pulling my leg there. It's got to be bigger than that. 282 million. The reason why I'm questioning is because it does about 800 million in sales a quarter. 
How can the whole thing be worth $282 million? It's a $3.336 stock, but they only have 81 million shares in the float. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it's a very small market cap with very large sales. And earnings, something's really unusual. Maybe my computer's off here. Maybe this software. They're saying that it's going to make, I have it down, we're going to make $7.67 a share. <laughs> That is that means the PE ratio is less than one. That doesn't sound right. But that's the numbers I'm getting. I'm checking other software. That's the other number I'm getting. Anyways, um they're making lots of money. They have making lots of sales, and it's really, really cheap. Uh, you know, this is a un, unless there's some story that I don't know. It was up uh it was up, you know, it was up eighty percent this week, right? <laughs> I mean, so the volume increased 523%. Something's really odd about this. I'm going to have to look into this more and more and more in depth. But if this is all not, these numbers are all true. Yeah, this is a very, very, very valuable stock at very unreasonable low prices. So, you know, I, I, I would hold on to them and I'd check out these numbers. But if these numbers check out, now the bad thing is it has lots and lots of debt. And that could be the problem that's overhanging it. But the cash flow is huge at $9.53 a share. Come on. I mean, you got eight. It, it, it's really cheap. Huh? Now, do you, you own it, Bob? No, I'm thinking about buying it, though. Well, you know, this is one I, if, if the numbers check out, this is the one I would definitely take the roll of the dice on. I would. You know, usually very small cap stocks are very risky, but this has great sales. So, and they're not growing those sales, by the way. They're kind of flat, but they're still seven, eight, almost eight hundred million per quarter for the last two years. So, so, so that means it's a very deep value stock. I would take a shot at it, Bob. I wouldn't hurt my feelings. Just don't bet the farm on it. Okay, we need to find out why it's so cheap. There's got to be a reason that makes me, I don't know, maybe it makes me a little suspicious. Thanks for the call, Bob. Appreciate it. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you that the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays provide a daily dose of market news with unbiased commentary by me and Justin. And we have a fairly new offering, Invest Talk Academy. It's an online training class covering a wide variety of financial investment subjects, and we do it in depth. You can learn more at investtalkacademy.com. So, we are headed into a break, and I'm taking your questions at 888-99-CHART. Today is the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. The country is stronger, the markets are a lot higher, and investors have much to be happy about. Your objective is to reach financial freedom. And the work continues with the help of Steve Peasley. He's here now taking your investment questions live. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go ahead and talk to, uh, let's go to James in Sonoma. How you doing, James? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I have a question on either PRU or PRV. They're both insurance companies, so you can take your pick. I was wondering um, what you think about insurance companies in this sort of rate environment. We're obviously going to get a, a quarter percent uh, decline. I was always under the impression that uh, that insurance companies and banks don't do well when the interest rates are going down, but these seem to be doing fine, although Prudential did take a bit of a something uh, here the other day. 
But what interests me is these would, either one of them would go in my IRA. Um, they uh, both seem to have plenty of cash to pay the dividend. Um, I'm just I'm just looking for an opinion on insurance companies, basically. Okay, insurance companies, you know, they've been beaten up pretty good, and I think many of them are pretty good uh, deep values now. Prudential, for instance, is a deep value play now. You're talking about a $35 billion company that has a P.E. of 7, and earnings are going to go up 3% next year and another up 8% the year after. That's the schedule. I'm thinking, if you know, and it's paying 4.5%. And deep value stocks this week have really taken off compared to uh, growth stocks. And that's going to be one of my talking points here. We're going to talk about that in a bit. So I'm thinking, yeah, you want to kind of look at some insurance companies. And I think Prudential is one of the ones you look at. They are a perennial. They never cut their dividend. They always increase it. Uh, and they always, you know, they've they've been very solid. I mean, rarely do they do their earnings go down or sales, you know, go flat. Sales are increasing like 6 8% right now. And even if they go flat, you still get that, Four and a half percent dividend. They have hardly, they have very little debt. Now they don't have a great return on equity at ten percent, but you know you can't expect it at a thirty-five billion dollar bank uh, insurance company. So I, I'm thinking, yeah, I kind of like this play. I kind of like it, and I like the insurance industry right now as a, a place to pick up some good value stocks. James, appreciate the call. That was potential symbol P R U. Everybody, P is a Paul R U. Okay, let's take a look at some of the benchmark numbers. The yield on the 10-year Treasury is getting better looking at 1.73% compared to the 2-year Treasury at 1.62. That is a very good, you know, we're finally getting into a normal, uh, a, a, a normal spread here as they move apart like they should. The inversion happened the last week or two and that was not a good situation. So, you know, I think that's, I think that's a good, 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 good uh, outcome right now. I do. This is Invest Talk, everybody. We have an important invitation to a new KPP Wealth Management Conference. The title is Earning Yield in a No Yield World Investing in Real Estate, Stocks, and Bonds. That's October 12th. You can sign up early to get a reduced pricing if you want. Learn more at investtalk.com investtalk.com with two T's. And now I'm taking your financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. The long summer of 2019 has ended. And the big question now is, which way will the market go? You need unbiased investing guidance. And Steve Peasley is here taking your questions live. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. Okay, a little bit more on some of the numbers today. Gold was at $1,497.96, $1,497.96 per ounce. Oh, a little under $1,500 per ounce. Now, that equates to a gold price of $48,160 in kilograms per kilogram. Or how about $106,175 per pound? $106,000 per pound. Don't you wish you had a couple pounds of gold in your closet somewhere? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, it would. Oil, $57.53. The price was slightly lower. Weekly inventories are down almost 7 million barrels. 
So we're using a bit more grow, bit more oil. Demand is pretty strong here in the United States, anyways. Gasoline prices still are low, two dollars fifty six cents per gallon, and Bitcoin Bitcoin is under ten thousand nine hundred ninety eight dollars, nine thousand nine hundred nine thousand nine hundred eighty four dollars uh, per Bitcoin. And I still can't figure out how to how to evaluate that. I mean, it's something that I think I'm going to stop referring to because I, I just don't know where that's going or what. I don't think anybody should get excited about it. I don't think you should invest in it. I, I just don't. I don't I don't feel comfortable with that. Anyways, Apple and Microsoft are now both trillion-dollar companies. Apple shares hit $221.90. So they're up. Did you realize Apple's up 40% this year? 40%. Apple had their new product ceremony yesterday. It comes out every year in Cupertino, California. Big stage show. They have it every year. The company reveals its new products and hardware. The new new mass market iPhone, uh, which was surprising because it came out at $699 for the phone. That's, you know, that's cheaper than the other one, right? Last year's. It will have three camera systems with a wide angle lens. But will this be enough to make people spend this, uh, up to $1,000 for it? For the fully loaded memory and big screen version? I think they will. you got the Apple lovers. They just love the phone. They buy new stuff. Now, here's the takeaway. Apple is expanding its service businesses. And this is where I think uh, Apple has room to grow. Services. And you saw the new Apple credit card, right? The high mar- There's high margins in the service area. High margins. So they revealed the price of their new streaming service, $4.99 per month. So this undercuts both Disney and Netflix. And if you buy a new Apple product, you will get a year of the service for free. So Apple kicks off their streaming service in November, on November 1st. Remember, it's going to come down to who has the best content, I think. And I think that edge goes to Disney. I really do. So that'll be that's going to be interesting. Chipotle shares are up by 82% this calendar year. And let's say the future fast food stocks will require that operators smartly incorporate digital orders. The thinking is that most people will only keep at most three digital food order apps on their smartphones. Maybe Starbucks, Domino's possibly, and Chipotle. Taco Bell, which is a Yum Brands uh, division of food. Yum Brands has Taco Bell and they have others. They have, uh, oh, uh, the pizza place and they have Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, so Yum Brands. Taco Bell is rolling out a new vegetarian menu, but they will not be using plant-based meat. Yum Brands stock was down 2.2% this morning. But has rallied 25% so far year to date, so it's done very well too. So those are some of the news. There's a lot of lot of news. There's you know antitrust problems with Google and Facebook. It's getting more serious as we go as every day passes. A new investigation from 50 state attorney general has escalated the fight against big tech. The big tech platforms now face two congressional and six state and local, and eight federal investigations. Two congressional, six state, and eight federal investigations. Big tech. 
See what happens when you uh, get garner their attention? <laughs> you garner the government's attention. You do things that they, they think is wrong. The bigger you get, the more of a target you represent. And they come after you. The, you know, so it's all about anti-competitive behavior. At least that's what they say. And that's at the heart of the problem. And it's an issue. So how much will it matter to the companies in the bottom line? Well, really, no one really knows. I mean, this has happened many times in history. If you've been around like I have, uh, the biggest attack I remember clearly was to AT&T and IBM. And what they did with AT&T, they broke them up to like 12 baby bell companies, 12 regional telephone companies, and let AT&T handle long distance, and the others got to handle their local areas. When AT&T at the time was a legal monopoly, but they broke them up. Okay, um, so today is the 18th anniversary of the, you know, the attack on 9-11. 2001. Looking back, you may wonder how the terrorism of September 11th affected the market. So, we go to break. I have a quick trivia question. Anticipating the panic selling, the markets did not open the day of the attack or the day after. The markets remained closed until which date? And when the markets did finally reopen, how much value was lost in the first five days of trading? It's a pretty big number. I will have the answer right after this break. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance. They don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial, you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. some important calendar dates for you. First, Steve Peasley is taking reservations for his no-cost portfolio reviews. The next availability will be October 10th in San Jose and then November 7th in New York City. And the next KPP Financial Wealth Management Conference will be held in Irvine, California on October 12th. That is a Saturday. You can learn more and register now at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, so before the break, I asked a market trivia question. Anticipating panic, anticipating panic selling, the markets did not open right away after after 9-11 attack. They remained closed until which day? That was the question. And, and how much value was lost in five days after that? Here's the answer. To prevent the stock market meltdown after the attacks, the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ did not open for trading on Tuesday morning, September 11, 2001. They didn't open that day. 
Anticipating market chaos, panic selling, and a disastrous loss of value on the wake of the attacks, the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ remained closed until September 17th, six days. That was the longest shutdown since 1931, 1933. On the first day of the New York Stock Trade, when it opened, okay, it lost 684 points. That was about a 7.1% decline. Okay, so that was a big point loss, but not the biggest loss. I mean, you know, in one day, but it was a big, biggest point loss ever. 684 points. 7.1% is not the biggest percentage loss. Do you know what day that was? No. Anyways, at the close of the trade day on Friday of that week, the numbers showed the big losses in New York Stock Exchange, and the Dow Jones was down 1,370 points, representing a 14% loss. The S&P 500 was down 11.6%. So how much value was that? Value, stock market value was lost. It's estimated to be about $1.4 trillion in five days. One. Point four trillion dollars. People, tr- trillion people. I don't know if you know how big that number is. It's huge. Anyways, that's my trivia. Let's go to Nathan in Anchorage, Alaska. He wants to talk about investing in the markets. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good, Nathan. Thanks for the call. Yeah. So my question is, I I have some money that I've been able to put aside. And I want to get into the market via an index fund. But my question is, should, given the, you know, possible recession and all that, should I put it all in now? Should I do it incrementally? Or should I wait until there's a pullback? I'm looking to keep it in for maybe, you know, five to ten years, something like that. I, I wouldn't dump it in all at one time now. I think we're at a pretty uh, pretty difficult Time of the year, pretty difficult time of the economic cycle. If uh, there's very, it's very difficult to time the market, Nathan. So my suggestion would probably be a, to dollar cost average into the market. And that means put so much in every week or every two weeks, put some in, and then keep doing it every two weeks, the same amount. Okay. And so if the market goes down, you'll okay. be buying more and more shares. Right. If it goes down, you buy more and more shares because it's a lower cost. But if it goes up, at least you're participating in some of the up because you're buying more and more. You're buying into it. So this way, it kind of helps you on both ends. So that's what I would suggest. Okay. And thanks for the call. Right, appreciate it. Thanks for listening up. Yeah. Thanks for listening up there in Anchorage. I appreciate that. My main talking point today concerns this story. A sudden value stock transformation could unnerve investors. And this is fascinating because I am, you know, that's, I am and have been, and I, you know, I am a value plus growth investor. I like value first. I don't like to overpay for stocks. And so I don't. But, uh, you know, so I want values to move because that's what I concentrate on. So value stocks, those are with ones with the low multiples and stable fundamentals, fund, stable fundamentals. And they significantly outperformed growth, their growth counterparts on Monday. And then they did it again on Tuesday. And then they did it again today. Now, the data I'm going to give you is compiled by Bespoke Investment Group. Uh, and sh- they showed that moment that was the worst momentum day performers relative to the value since 
2013. And that's how long, how far you got to go back. But it's kind of upsetting a lot of investors because they're growth investors. They have been growth investors for now for a long time because growth has worked very, very well. And now there's rotation going on. Rotation. So how much? Okay. Well, there's ETFs. There's a value ETF and there's a growth ETF. And we're going to talk about those. Uh, They're the iShares ETFs. Value symbol is VLUE and growth or momentum is MTUM. So on Monday... The value, the market really didn't do much on Monday, if you remember right. The, but the value stocks went up 1.8% on Monday. Value stocks. Growth stocks went down 1.7%. It's not that those numbers are huge. It's that they're very large in comparison to each other. That usually does not happen. And growth does not has not done this, kind, this poorly against value. It says 2013. Okay, and on Tuesday, Tuesday, value went up 1.4%. Growth or momentum went down 1.5%. Today, it did the same kind of thing. I don't know what the, we don't have the numbers yet. I didn't look at it and I didn't, but what you're seeing, that that's a, a stark transformation in three days from growth from growth to value. Does that mean people are now losing faith in growth? They don't want to be in growth anymore? I'll tell you this. Over long periods of time, 10 years, 15, 20 years, value trumps growth. Over the last five years, seven years, growth trumped value. So it's it's due. It's due. And that's what you got to understand. The markets don't always do the same thing. This, See, so you get biased because you've been watching it for this long, for so many years, and saying, okay, these group of stocks are the ones that are working. Therefore, I'm in these stocks. And you assume they're going to work forever. Well, it won't. Doesn't. Not going to happen. And you need to be on the lookout for this kind of transformation. I don't know if it's going to be for good for you know a year, two years, five years. Are weak. I don't know. What I do know is I can buy good value stocks. We talked about Prudential earlier in the show. There's value. PE ratio on that one is seven. PE ratio for next year, if it doesn't move, will be six. Six. And it's paying a four and a half percent dividend. Is what's the normal PE for the market over long periods of time? Fifteen. Well, how about the insurance industry? What's the normal PE for the insurance for a long time? I think it's around twelve. So, so value, and that's not just one stock. That's a group of value stocks that look like that. And those are the ones you concentrate on, in my personal opinion. I'm Steve Peasley. I encourage you to consider subscribing to our KPP Premium Newsletter, written and distributed every Friday. In the newsletter, you'll get valuable information, such as a week markets analysis and portfolio management guidance and stock ideas. It's all there. I share highlights highlights of that newsletter on the Friday evening show, afternoon, late afternoon show. Uh, if you want to subscribe, you can go to investtalk.com, investtalk.com anytime you want. And now I'm ready to take your questions, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. 
For serious investors interested in improving their ability to build financial freedom, we have an important invitation to a new KPP Wealth Management Conference. Earning Yield in a No-Yield World, Investing in Real Estate Stocks and Bonds. Speakers will include InvestTalk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, and they'll be joined by real estate experts and a trust attorney. The October 12th conference in Irvine, California, will cover these topics. Understanding real estate investing, from buy and hold to vacation rentals and land banking. How the trade war and economic trends will affect stocks and bonds. Ways to increase your income potential and defer taxes using trusts. And a lot more. Seating is limited to 50 attendees. Sign up early to get reduced pricing. Tell your friends the newest KPP Financial Wealth Management Conference is set for October 12th. Learn more and sign up now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is Morgan from Georgetown, Texas. I have two questions about two different stocks. One, DNR. It's a oil stock, just picked up a large share by George Soros. Just wanted to know your opinion on that. As well as EWU in regards to the European market um, and Brexit, if you think that that is a place to also put some money and have a great day. Thank you so much for the show. Love the podcast. Thank you. Okay, so DNR is a stock and EWU is an ETF, exchange traded fund. It's, there's a there's a difference between those two. E, uh, DNR is Danbury Resources. It's a six hundred twenty four million dollar market cap stock selling for a dollar thirty three, which is very very low. The PE is like three. Okay, uh, they made money. Have always made money. So it's you know it's not one of those penny stocks that don't make money. They've always made money. Um, uh, sales growth have fallen 11% in the most recent quarter and the stock looked like it bottomed at the beginning of August and put on a base all of August and in September recently started to move up now it moved up this is a deep value play again in the last three days it has moved up from a dollar to a dollar 33 okay that's 33% three days just so you know so, yeah, it's one of those deep value stocks. Return on equity is 25%. has good cash flow. It has a lot of debt. That's your biggest concern. Uh, but it looks like uh, it, it's a pretty good deep value stock. So, yeah, you could own this kind of stock. Remember, this is engaged in uh, Danbury Resource, engaged in exploration, development, of oil and gas properties in the Gulf Coast Coast region. So, it's in that oil industry. They work, you know, they looks like they've been falling. This whole oil industry has been falling for some time, and maybe we're seeing finally a bottom being put in. Maybe that's what we're seeing. No one knows for sure, but maybe that's the case. Okay, appreciate the call. That was uh, Danbury Resources, DNR. Uh, and the other one was just an ETF for the United Kingdom, so it depends on Brexit and all kinds of things. It's a whole different, whole different analysis there. Labor participation rate. We had the jobs report come out last Friday, 130,000 new jobs. The unemployment rate still remains pretty low. It was a little disappointment in the number of new jobs, but I tell you what, because it was slow, it put kept uh, 
uh, it kept everybody thinking that the Fed is definitely going to lower rates. So they're meeting the next week or two. But labor participation is how many how many people are in the workforce in a group of, uh, they, they count the group from 25 to 54-year-olds. Those are the prime workers, 25 years old to 54. They're out of college before they start really re- in retiring mode. Prime workers. So what's the labor participation rate in that group? And it's the highest in 26 years. Okay? That's pretty darn good. It's at 80. The low was in 2007, 2009. That was a low uh, in the labor participation rate. And it's taken all these years to get up there from there to now. But they've exceeded it. And so uh, they're now the highest it's been. So why is this important? Because these are prime workers. They buy houses. They have families. They spend their salaries. They keep, they're the prime guys and gals who keep the economy rolling. They keep it going forward. Yeah, everybody else does too, but these are the prime workers and their prime age. So I thought that was kind of important. You know, labor participation as opposed to unemployment rate. Labor participation is kind of important. Anyways. So I think that's something you should all be paying attention to. Large investor Elliott Management, which holds about $3.2 billion in AT&T, says it has a plan that plan the activist investors says could bring a 65% gain in the telecom giant stock by the end of 2021. So these Elliott Management, $3.2 billion in AT&T stock, what's their plan? They question AT&T's $85 billion takeover at Time Warner and call for the wireless carrier to sell non-core businesses to boost its stock price. And that's what has been driving AT&T shares up higher here in the last few days. And AT&T's statement said, We look forward to engaging Elliott. Indeed, many of the actions outlined are ones we are already expecting executing today. AT&T also said its long-term strategy was driven by the unique portfolio of valuable businesses we've assumed or assembled across communication networks and media and entertainment. The foundation for significant value creation. That's their statement. So, so when you own $3.2 billion of, a, of a stock, and that's AT&T, and try to remember that, you know, they're a $283 billion company, so they're owning, you know, 1.5% or so, even though it sounds like a lot. They, yeah, they can't push AT&T around. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. We always have that same goal every day. And, of course, we will continue to work toward that goal. So get your questions in at 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, what President Trump's call for 0% interest rates could mean for your wallet. Justin Klein will have that story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888 888- 99 chart. 888-992-4278. Let's go talk to Sean in San Jose. How you doing, Sean? 
Steve. Great show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, so um my question is about a stock called Equifax EFX. So I have um I have call options that expire in January. Um uh-huh. and should I sell them now or wait a little bit longer because there is a time value on the options, right? Yes. Mhm. Well, they're right at a point where you, that's a question. If it drops below 141, uh, you know, it could head all the way down to about 135 pretty quickly. Um, if it holds this support, it's right at a support line. That's what makes this a difficult answer. I, I actually think it might go down a little bit more. I really do. So, you know, I'd probably wait a little longer. That's what I would do, Sean. Good luck with it. I, I know a lot of people don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about options, call options, and options is something that's not my specialty. It's Justin's specialty. And, uh, you know, so if you want a more complete answer, you might want to call him. Uh, and he'll be here with today. Today is Wednesday. So today, Justin will be on the show tomorrow, and you're going to ask him that question again. EFX is the Equifax. Um, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay. You know my rule when people call up and they say, well, how much money? Excuse me. I'm sorry. They call up and say, how much money can I take safely take out of my retirement fund in retirement? How much money? And I usually give them the short answer because I don't know enough about them to give them the better answer. And I say, you know, between four, four and a half percent, you know, maybe five, between four and five. Depends on your, you know, depends on you. And I, I have to sit down and talk to you. And that's kind of been a standard answer for most money managers for some time. Uh, because it's true, money will last forever if you only take four to five percent out. That's the, you know, along, and you can that means investing it to some degree, but conservatively. Okay, um, so um, there's been some research to suggest that this rule really does not is really not the best, and there's a better way to go about it. And I've known about this better way for some time. And when I sit down and meet with people, I do discuss it and say there's a better way to do it. And what that better way is is to be more dynamic with the withdrawal rate. And that's not meaning some years it'll be less than the 4 to 5% rate and some years it'll be more. And it all depends on performance. So let's say you had a bad year in your retirement and your investments and they they went flat on you. They didn't really grow very much. Well, then the following year, you take less. Give it a year to try to catch up. And they said, after studying this, going back for about 15 years or so, after studying it, it, they looked at everybody who was following these various rules, and then what would they do if they were more dynamic? They found out that, that this actually would work a lot better in the long run, and that you can actually take more money out and never run out of money. So, in, in the long run, some years would be less, some years would be more, but overall, it would be more because you would have more. So, just pointing that out. But don't try to do it yourself, please. You know, talk to somebody like me or somebody that knows a little bit more about it as to how to be dynamic 
You know, and I tell my clients that, you know, if we have a very good year, take some more out. If we have a bad year and you don't need it, don't take it out. It, it, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. But you can take between 4 and 5% out. You'll never run out of money. And that's a good rule of thumb, especially if you're on your own. So, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. We need to talk about inflation before we, before maybe we won't be able to do it today. But the inflation number for the PPI, because we don't have the CPI out, is very, very low. One-tenth of one percent. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. Maybe we can do that on Friday. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin will be here tomorrow, and I will return on Friday. I will have highlights of the KPP premium newsletter then as well. So have a good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.